life. I am Crystal Ray, and I am an empowerment coach and life balancing strategist who helps busy working women transform their overworked lives into a blissful work-life balance by elevating their food, feelings, and fitness. If this is something that interests you, then you are in the right place. And I'm so excited to bring experts to you on how to balance your life through food, feelings, and fitness, and why it is important. So stay tuned, and let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of A Blissfully Balanced Life. I'm stoked because today we have Amber with us and this summer Amber just went through a super incredible experience with Isogenics and I'm just going to let her introduce herself and tell you guys what it was all about. Uh, hello. So thank you so much for having me on Crystal. I'm very excited to be here. So yeah, my name is Amber McKenzie. I have a podcast also. It's Breaking Up With Yo-Yo Dieting, the podcast. And what she is talking about here is I was a finalist in an isobody challenge. So what that means is I came in the top 15 of a 16-week transformation challenge of about 70,000 completions. So it was an incredible experience. I got to be on stage in front of 15,000 people and share my story and just talk about you know, what it took for me to have that before and after photo, what it took for me to transform my life and my health and um, really just become the person I wanted to be. So, you know, my mission is to help people learn to, to break up with the up and down of, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, and to find a body they feel comfortable in. And along the way, like really, truly find a way to fall in love with themselves. Yeah. So let's dive into yo-yo dieting for a little bit. So I'm really curious about your experience with it and, you know, what has been your journey? Yeah. I think if I go way, way, way back, like way, way, way back to being a little kid, I didn't realize I was dieting at the time. But one of the things I started to notice is I was an athlete, but I was a little bit bigger than a lot of my friends. So you know, when you're really young, like 12, 13, you're, you're not really conscious of what even is a diet. But I noticed I started to not eat foods because I was like, okay, I want to lose a little bit of weight. And then the next thing I knew I'd be eating a little bit more and putting on that weight. And it started really young. Um, as I got a little bit older into my teens, doing things like going, I was on a lot of sports teams and after the sports teams and I'd go to the gym because I started to think things like, if I was thinner, then I would be liked more. If I was prettier, then I would have a boyfriend. If, if I only looked a certain way, then I would be loved. And I found myself trying a ton of ways without much success to get weight off. And then in my early 20s, I got up to my highest weight, over 200 pounds, and just felt really defeated by the process of gaining and losing and then gaining and was at this place at my heaviest weight being like, Oh my gosh, what has happened to me? And at that point making a choice to like live my best life, no matter what happened. And to my surprise, the weight came off. Um, but then as I got back to a regular weight again, I found myself stuck in the pattern of the up and down, up and down, up and down. And you know, in the last two years, two years ago, I decided that it was time to take my life and my health into my hands. And it was up to me and I was going to live in a body I loved and I was going to find a way how to eat and I was going to do it without being deprived. And I, I just knew that this was my mission because it felt like something I'd struggled with for so long. And then as I've gotten to this place where I do live in a body I love and I get to talk about that all the time, it's just 
so become my mission to help other people be able to find comfort in a body they love, whatever size that is for them. Your journey is so inspiring. And so where does stress fall in with all of this? Oh my God. Well, one of the things that happened is, so in my story, there's, you know, this little kid and she's thinking, okay, well, if she's skinny enough, pretty enough, smart enough, then she'll be liked. And what I didn't realize at the time is I became like a little workaholic. So whether it's, I was in school and working really hard and I was on the national team for Taekwondo. So I was like training really hard or whether it was in university, I would do university and then work way too many hours a week serving. When I got done university, you know, it was my career and working all the time. And I took, you know, working weekends as like a badge of honor. And, you know, I was just stress became this thing because I was always trying to prove my enoughness. And because I never felt enough, I always needed to do more and more and more and more. And so I, I was always just so stressed because I was taking on too many obligations, like just too many yeses, too many deadlines, too many work projects. I even remember saying to someone, one of my bosses at one point early in my career being like, what do I do? I just have too much on my plate. And he was like, just sleep less. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, like I didn't know what to do. I was so overwhelmed. And then how that transformed into my body is I was just so overwhelmed. I was so strung out with emotions. I had no pleasure. And so I just, what ended up happening is I just basically would end up eating and eating and eating and eating because I just, yeah, it was crazy. It was a period of a lot of stress in my life. There's so much in that. I wish people could have seen my face of my reaction of being like, oh, just sleep less. (laughs) Goodness. So how did you start to find your enoughness? You know, that's a good question. And it was after one day I had just gone on some overeaten and I was feeling like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I was really in love with this boy. And We'd been doing a long distance relationship and uh, I was so in love with him and we were going to move into the same place together. And I thought, Ooh, the way I just ate, I would be embarrassed to do it in front of him. I would be embarrassed to have like binged on those cookies if he was around. And I didn't want to bring that into the home where I was going to share with this guy that I really adored. And then like, I realized in that moment that I really loved him and I would probably want to have his kids one day. And I was like, you know, this is just not something I want to pass on in like in my relationship to my children. Uh, I don't want to be binge eating like a crazy person and I don't want to be stressed like a crazy person. Like I want to have a balanced life because I was wearing my busyness and my work like a badge of honor. And I, I realized in that moment if I didn't straighten my life out, I wasn't going to be able to keep this amazing relationship with this amazing man. And we had made it work long distance so I could work the crazy hours. But in real life, people want a real relationship. And I had to be willing to change everything about the way I was living so that I could have the love, like this deep, soul crushing, passionate, intense love in real life. And if I didn't change, I couldn't have that mad love. And I wanted the love. That's so awesome. So how did you start to change? You know, it was like not something that happened overnight. It was this moment of intention, knowing knowing like I was going to. 
And then it started just being like little things really, I think it was, I committed to myself. I was going to change, but initially I had no idea what I was going to do. Right. I just, I had to think about it a little bit. So it started off small, like saying no to more projects that came my way. It started off with, you know, intentionally making time to cook, intentionally making time for my friends. It really started out small and it wasn't until gosh, I don't know. Actually, we decided to move across the country to, with, with each other. He asked me to move from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, across the country to Toronto, uh, Ontario. And I made a commitment when I moved across the country that I was going to have a different life. And everybody was like, you're going to move to Toronto. That's the busiest city in Canada. You're going to be so busy. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm using that as an opportunity to slow down. I am going to have a slower life in Toronto than I had out here. And it really granted me a fresh start because I made a commitment that I wasn't going to work evenings Oh, that's not true. I work evenings. I wasn't going to work outside of the office. So I work nights as a shift, but then I don't work in the morning and I don't work weekends and I say no and I have friend time and I do nothing. And, you know, it was really that decision that I was going to figure out what balance was because I was sick and tired of feeling strung out with stress and anxiety because I just was working all the time. So yeah, it was, it was truly, I think the biggest shift happened when we moved here and I was able to put boundaries around work. So I was able to say, no, on the weekends, I do not do work. I do not bring work home. I do my work at the office. My office hours are from this time to this time and really being firm with my boundaries with myself. Cause I used to say yes. And it was like, I had to get over like the FOMO, the fear of missing out on something or the fear of not being promoted or the fear of not being recognized and realizing like it wasn't worth it. If I didn't have my health, the promotion didn't matter. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. The, the FOMO and stuff like that. And I'm actually curious if you can like think back to how it felt when you first started feeling no and what types of advice you'd have for somebody who might be in a similar situation that they work a lot and they have this pressure and, and, you know, they want to show up in their life in a certain type of way, or they don't want to disappoint anybody. How do they start to put up that boundary? Yeah, this is like such an interesting question, but I think the first thing I had to do was like really tune in to what my body was telling me. Was it telling me yes? Was it telling me no? Was it making me feel icky? Like when a decision came my way, like there's so many great, I had this beautiful opportunity to speak on stage in front of, you know, 300 women this summer and that my ego loved, loved that. Mm-hmm. Right. And my previous me, um, would have done it in a heartbeat. I would have said, yeah, I'm going no matter what. And it was a wedding with my fiance's friends. And you know, it's easy for me to be like, I don't know those people. I don't, I don't have to go to their wedding. And the past me wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone to their wedding. And I would have said, hell no, this opportunity to speak on stage. It's all for me. And look at me. I'm going to get the pride. I'm going to get the ego. I'm going to get the whatever. And it's going to help grow me. And I had to tune in to what like energetically felt aligned in my soul. And in my soul, what felt like truth was holding my partner's hand at his friend's wedding. And what felt like truth was the girl I want to be, which is loving and caring and truly shows up for people. What also can feel like truth is me on a stage, but it wasn't the right time. And I had to really believe that if the universe is planned, like I'm starting to get a little bit hokey on people and I'm, I'm more of like a pragmatic real time person, but some of these decisions are really hard. Like it was really hard for me to say, no, I don't want to speak on stage in front of 300 people. I want to go to a wedding. I wanted to speak on that stage. Um, and I really had to say, like, what is, 
what is in greatest alignment with Amber's overall goals and values? And that is love beyond my wildest dreams, like loving the shit out of someone and have them love me in return. And standing on a stage is part of my dreams, but it is not my number one dream. My number one dream is that love. Well, high up there. I've got other dreams too, but you know, and then the other thing was just like really coming to believe that the universe, if the universe wants me to be on stage, there will be more aligned opportunities. And this is not going to be the only opportunity I'm ever going to get. And I really had to hang on to that in that moment and, and like bless that stage and bless who I was ever going to go up instead of me and like watch out for the jealousy because I was jealous of the other people that got picked or that got to go and not me. Um, but really remember like what my highest truth was and what my biggest intentions were and really who do I want to be? I'm really trusting in the universe that if I'm meant to be on a stage, there will be another stage. I love that. I totally got like chills and goosebumps when you were talking about, um, making that decision. Cause I, I do understand those difficult decisions and I've been there too. And it's, you really got to dig deep, man. Like you really got (laughs) to, it, you get tested and it's really a test of, well, which way are you going to go this time? You know? And yeah, I bet your fiance is very happy you're with him though. I hope he was. (laughs) (laughs) He's a lucky guy. For sure. So let's go back to yo-yo dieting for a second and let's go back to these food choices because you share a ton of great information on your Instagram and on your podcast and through all your other platforms. And, you know, I want to know for somebody who struggles with yo-yo dieting, what are some of your top tips? You know, I think some of the big things are like getting number one, like really getting ready to, to embrace a new way of eating. Like I had to embrace getting rid of like crazy restriction and I had to embrace no longer overeating. And so I had to really think about like normal eating, like what would normal eating look like? Normal eating looks like breakfast, maybe a snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. And I had to embrace like before part of the yo-yo diet was, um, like restricting, And then part of the yo-yo diet was then, you know, overeating because I was hungry because I hadn't been eating enough. And I really had to embrace thinking about fueling my body, eating reasonable portions, recognizing if I went up a pound, it wasn't going to be the end of the world. If I went down a pound, it wasn't a great success. It was just really having to radically think about living in my body differently and learning how to change my relationship with food and, and truly learning how to eat again. And I know that can sound a bit silly, but I didn't know how to eat and I didn't know how to be in a body I really thought was comfortable for me. So I really truly had to learn a little bit about nutrition. I had to learn a little bit about what actual fullness felt like. I had to learn about satiety. I had to learn about like what foods were fuel and um, get rid of like trying to be my, get my body like Amazon prime, like a two day delivery on getting a six pack. Like I had to realize that if I wanted to live in a certain body, these things take time and get rid of crash dieting. So how long did it take you to really start making the changes that you were hoping for? I mean, that's a long, that's a long question. Like I think in my earliest, in my early twenties at my heaviest weight, like I didn't want to be there. Um, But then I got down and up and down, up and down. It was two years ago that I really made the decision that, you know, I want, I want this to be different. And then at that time I wasn't that heavy. Like I, I was in a fine, like more like right size body, nothing wrong with it, but I wanted it to be a body I loved. And, um, you know, very quickly because I wasn't that heavy, I, I 
transformed into a body that I loved. And then I think the hardest thing about breaking up with the yo-yo dieting is truly learning how to maintain the weight, like truly learning how to hit your goal weight and stay at your goal weight, not continue to gain the weight. And most of the work in this journey has truly been in the last year and a half after I hit my goal weight, learning how to maintain it. Um, and that's, I think, where the magic has happened. And that's where the beauty has been in the journey. Because, you know, so often in the past, I'd think, okay, I hit my goal weight. Now I can eat whatever I want. And it just doesn't work like that. So the true, like, intentional goal really started about two years ago. So what are your top ways to maintaining? So the top thing to maintaining, like, if you have just hit your goal weight, it's really important to remember that your body has probably been in some period of restriction if you've been on any kind of diet. So do like a recovery diet. And what that means is to slowly work back your calories, maybe like a hundred calories a week or so as your body stabilizes. And that's not very fun and exciting because you're not then still eating whatever you want. You're still kind of on a quote unquote diet as the diet ends, but you really have to allow your body to stabilize again. And I didn't realize that. I thought once I hit my goal weight, I could eat whatever I wanted, but that so wasn't true. And I had to allow my body to re-stabilize. So that was a big key. And then the second thing that has been absolutely a game changer is realizing that um, if the hard work I did to get the weight off, like nothing can really change in maintenance, like nothing too drastically. Like I get a couple more treats, I get a couple more like fun meals, but for the most part, the, how I ate to lose my weight is how I have to eat um, now consistently. So in my when I lost weight this time, it was you know a good balance of carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and I still have to eat a balanced diet, and I still can't go binge eat. I still can't go eat tons of fast food, or I'm going to be gaining, you know, that weight back. So truly what I did to get the weight off continues to be the way I eat now with a little bit more fun. Those are really good tips. Thank you for sharing them. My pleasure. How do you feel now? Right? Like, so any of you guys who have heard any of my stuff before listening to this podcast episode, you may know that I care the most about how we feel in our body. So I'm really curious, like now that you've gone through all of this, been on your journey, got more serious, you've been maintaining, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, this is the, the most exciting part because, you know, I wake up every day and I feel comfortable in my skin. I feel comfortable in my body. And for years I woke up and just felt like icky. And I love that feeling of comfort, but it even gets better than that because, you know, most days I have energy. Most days I feel alive. Most days I go to the gym and I like to work out in a sports bra, which sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, Amber, you're showing too much skin. What are people going to think? You're being too racy. Um, but then this beautiful thing happens where I get to look in the mirror and I get to see my muscles and I'm like, oh, holy crap, girl. Like you look great. What's going on? You know, like that's awesome. And I get to feel excited about myself. And that's been so important because, you know, early in the podcast and in my story, I really started off with this feeling of I wasn't enough in my life. And, you know, it's not, it's not really about my body or the way that I look, but it's just about the way that I feel in my skin day in, day out and having energy and feeling alive and knowing that my body is strong and I can do a workout if I want to. I cannot do a workout if I want to, but my body can handle it. And I love, I love that. I love it. And you sound so excited. I'm so glad to hear your journey because it's so inspirational. And, you know, if somebody else is out there going through something that you've gone through, clearly you did it. So it's possible, you know, like it's possible to achieve what you've achieved. It's possible. That's for sure. Definitely. So was there anything else that you wanted to share with us today? 
Yeah. I mean, well, my story has been that, you know, I lost some weight and now I get to live in a body like I really love. I don't think everybody has to do that. I think you can start, you know, the self-love didn't come after I lost weight. Like it was all along the way. It was just really maximizing who I, who I was. So I don't want people to think, oh, you have to lose weight to love yourself. No, no, no. Like start now. Like the, the loving yourself and accepting yourself at any time at any size is so important because I, I talk about, I don't know how long I get to live in this body and it's a true gift, but no matter what happens for the rest of my life, I want to keep this relationship that I've developed with myself. So start tuning in and being willing to accept however you are and start showing up for your body every single day. Like it is the body that you dream of because that's how it's going to become the body that you dream of is by taking really, really great care of it. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's the truth. Like self love is where it all starts and it starts Mm -hmm. before the weight is dropped. Absolutely. So Amber, if people are looking to connect with you, where can they find you on social media? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at yo-yo diet breakup. You can head over to the podcast, breaking up with yo-yo dieting, the podcast. You can find me on Facebook. I have a fan page under Amber McKenzie. So those are the best places to find me. Sweet. So I'm going to put all those links in the show notes so you guys can check them out there and easily find ways to connect with Amber. Is there anything else you wanted to share with us? Girl, I think that's everything. It's been a great uh, catching up with you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm so glad you were here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved this episode. If yes, I would appreciate it if you could share this episode with a friend and if you could leave a review on my podcast. All links are going to be in the show notes and definitely feel free to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll talk to you soon.